hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Welcome to episode 47. Yep. If you add four and seven, it equals 11, which is half of 22. And which is our upcoming listener episode. Should I ask how you are? Yeah. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Oh. <laughs> fine. I guess fine. Just trying to be polite, you know? Um, Happy Merry Christmas oh Eve. Oh my gosh. Merry Christmas. A lot of Jews are eating Chinese today. Yeah. Which is something that I will probably also be doing. My family's German, so we celebrate Christmas on the 24th. But okay. then my stepmom's American, so we celebrate Christmas on the 25th. So we do both back to back. That's nice. It's like nice, but like not. But it's. Fun. I got you. I feel the yeah, same way. We feel we get each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Well, guys, we got some really nice things. Uh, Lisa G in Norway, our friend, sent us some chocolates and sent and sent Geo Geo some, some treats. Doggy treats. And it was so kind of her. So thank you. Uh, we got some cards and some mail. Uh, we got these little baby mini plungers. It's my favorite. I can't stop playing with it. But they're little plungers like our plunger for they're it. They're so freaking cute. They're like phone stands. But they're also just cute little plungers. And they were sent by, um, I'm going to read her Twitter name, at Skilla with three A's, S-K-I-L-L-A-A-A, and then two underscores. <laughs> nice. Okay. Skilla. Thanks, Skilla. <laughs> Uh, she sent these and I only know there wasn't a name on the 
package but there was uh she tweeted at us about it so nice thank you they're really fun we've been playing with them the entire time we've been recording so thanks (laughs) thanks thanks um i also want to add that if you are a patron as of today or as of let's see what's today december 20th okay you a couple days ago yeah so a couple days ago you'll be getting something in the mail if you haven't already we're sending you a little something, but if you haven't, if you're not signed up and you want to sign up now, don't worry. We have more little surprises planned for you. Um, now that we have all your addresses sorted out, I kind of spent all day like organizing everyone's address, mailing address, <laughs> <laughs> while I was at work. Yep. <laughs> um. So don't worry, don't fret. We're gonna be like doing more fun little surprises for you guys from now on. Um. Also, you can go see our friends miss unwrapping video on Patreon if you're a ten dollar plus donator donor cool <laughs> you can see what we got each other for christmas which was awesome and what em got geo for christmas which was awesome and horrifying at all at <laughs> once and em saw the gift that a lot of you helped make which was the book it with, was amazing it's the book with all the geo geo and m illustrations y'all are so sneaky i didn't even know that that was happening at all i kicked you out of the group i took a page out of your book and kicked you out of social did media. you block me on everything didn't even notice just facebook didn't even notice. But, it, but I, I know you wouldn't notice even if I didn't block I don't, you. I'm not a, an avid Facebooker. But the point is, don't be a Grinch. Oh. And don't be <laughs> a Scrooge. Oh. Right? Okay. Yes. That's the point. And go watch our video of us unwrapping each other's presents. And also do that. That was a good time. It was a great time. And um, why do you drink this week? Mm, am i drinking for currently or what i'm predicting i'll be drinking for on the 24th i mean i feel like it's up to you currently i'm drinking because i have a lot of stuff i need to do before i get home Mm. like i like have to clean the house and clean the car and do laundry and pack oh yeah ditto um but and if it's the 24th i'm imagining i am stress about some last minute thing that I have forgotten to do that I'm now panicking and trying to figure out how to do from across the country. <laughs> so something like that. Fab. Standard. <laughs> Why are you drinking? Um, because I decided to join Weight Watchers again. And so I like a lot myself. I haven't had wine in like three days. So I know there's if you listen everywhere in the world is a little more silent right now we're all <laughs> we're all in shock it was really shocking christine today i got here <laughs> and she was acting normal and i was like what's wrong are you okay and she was like i am also usually when we record we order food or get like pizza delivered or something and she was like well i'm not eating i'm i'm drinking wine for dinner and i was like no i said I and had then some and eggs. yeah she was like i had some eggs today so i've got enough points to drink some wine i was like that's not how Weight Watchers is supposed to be done. And I had some chicken breast and some eggs and yeah, some she veggies. Caved. She didn't really cave. No, those it's still are all it's zero still points. Listen, I got this covered. My point is, I wanted to have a glass of wine while we record, so I budgeted it out. That's fine. But I drink because of it, because I miss it. Um, <laughs> but it's good for me, because I shouldn't be drinking every night. Anyway, so here's the thing, Em. Okay. I gotta talk to you. I misunderstood what you said. <laughs> We've discussed this. We have, and it's my fault because I wasn't clear enough. But also, let's let everyone else know, Christine and I, when it comes to speaking to each other, like verbally, mm-hmm. um, we're always like, I don't even have to talk to you mm-hmm. most of the time because we just so telepathically get each other. Same brain. But when it comes to like talking to each other over the phone, 
I don't understand what like texting, not yeah, like through texting. Phone. Yeah. We like don't get each other's texts. Like no. we don't understand what we're saying. For some reason that's our kryptonite. There's like a complete lack of understanding the other person's tone. We're like, so solid all the time. Until, which is so weird because Yep. I don't really have that with many people where I just don't know what the fuck you're talking we about. We had to have we had to have some sort of some issue. Like we're too in sync always. That's there had true. to be a falling point. That's our kryptonite, like you said. And um, so M texted me earlier this week and was like, oh, so for the next episode, which, by the way, we're recording three today. Don't even get me started. But so <laughs> M was like, for the next episode, let's have Christmas stories ready. And I was like, oh, like my own stories. And I was like, no. And I was like, oh, sorry, like listener stories. Yeah, I'll get those ready. And what I heard was, hey, let's do Christmas stories. And when you said your own personal stories, I thought it meant, like, you were going to have, like, some little anecdote before. Well, I do. I did. That's what I meant. Oh, okay. And then you were like, no, no, like. And then I meant, like, our stories that we're covering. And then you were like, someone else's stories. And I was like, oh, like, listener stories. (laughs) Like, I didn't understand. So I thought I meant, like, collect some listener stories for the listeners episode, which comes out January 1st. So that's what I attempted to do. And then I found out way too late. That's not quite. It's fine. It's you. A for effort. That's all that matters. Thanks. People are going to want to listen to us anyway, I think. Well, Maybe not. I want to tell we'll you something. Out. What? I do have some personal true crime Christmas all stories. All right. We'll do it. Let's go. Do you mind hearing them? Yeah. Okay. I called my mom on the way home to make sure I had all the facts right. Perfect. Because you know they involve Renata. <laughs> Here's the first one. Which, like, she gave me details that I didn't even remember. There's two. Christmas stories. Mm-hmm. Both occurred on Christmas Eve. The same Christmas Eve or different Christmas Eve? Different Christmas Eves. Okay. So in 1994, I think, my mom was uh, dropping a bunch of toys and clothes and things off at the free store, like the um, Goodwill or whatever Mm -hmm. in our town in Cincinnati. And she drove downtown and she had this minivan and she had me and my brother in the back seat in her car seats. And she pulls up and they had this service where you pull up. And the employees come in, like, remove, like, take out the boxes and stuff, and you can drive on so you don't need to, like, get mm-hmm. out of the truck in the middle of winter. So she pulls up, and she's, like, waiting for an employee to come out. And this group of men comes and opens the passenger – or the, both the sides of the doors, and um, one holds a gun to her <laughs> hip, and then the other one climbs in the passenger seat, and they basically say, give me your money. And the thing was my mom – was running this restaurant, Cafe Vienna, at the time. And it was a Monday. And so she had all the weekend cash on her that she was going to go deposit in the bank. She had $7,000 in cash and checks. Oh, shit. So she's sitting in the car, and they're like, give me your money. And she's looking everywhere for a while, and she's like, I have it here somewhere. I know I brought it. Like, just hold on. I'll give it to you. And she's crying and crying. And she just keeps searching, and this guy's holding a hip or a gun to her hip. And um, she's probably around 30 30 at this point 29 30 and she's like it's here somewhere you can have it like take my wallet i don't care just don't hurt me or my kids and so they open the back doors and like my brother and i were sitting back there and i was like mom what the hell were we doing like i don't remember this i was probably yeah. like two and a half um and my mom goes oh well your brother was laughing and he thought it was funny because he didn't know what was going on and i was like well okay and she goes and you were just going <laughs> Mama, nicht weinen, which means, Mama, like, Mom, don't cry. Don't cry, Mom. (laughs) She's like, she just kept going. And then I kept yelling, I'm not crying. She, like, didn't know what to do. And then (sighs) 
I was like, why weren't we crying? And she's like, oh, they were very nice to you guys. Like, they were like, oh, don't worry. Everything's fine. And then we're like, give me your fucking money to my mom. And she's like freaking out. She can't find it. So she tells them like, listen, take the the seats of the minivan. Take whatever you need. Take anything out of it. So they remove the seats of the minivan. Like With you still in them? No, like the – it was like three rows of oh. seats whatever. And they like took out the – middle like, row or removable something removable seats yeah and just like took them with them <laughs> she's like they're worth like 700 bucks if you sell them like at the auto store or whatever just take them so they took them and then she just like kind of drove home and she said it took her like five or six years before she could drive back down to like drop off money oh and then she got out of the car when she got home turns out she had been sitting on the cash the whole time that's why she couldn't find oh. it at least she still made $7,000 out of it again. I know, right? And then the other thing was, oh, wait, they took the seats and then all the donations. Like, the whole trunk was full of, like, donations and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So that's what they took. And then the other one was that I remember more clearly. I was probably about eight years old, and I was we were living in this house. My mom was a single mom, and she was decorating the tree, and I was being a brat. And I was like, I want to go to my friend's house. So I went next door to my friend Celine's house. And she had a friend over, and we started talking. I was eight, and we started talking about, like, crime and, like, ghosts. I mean, it really was, like, what we ended up doing with our lives. But we were talking about, like, this girl. I remember her, and she, I don't remember her name or anything, but she was, like, telling me how her mom had this stalker and, like, just weird shit where I was, like, this is creepy and so interesting. And so we were talking about all this creepy stuff. And finally I was like, I should probably go see what's going on at my mom's house. And I walk over and there's all these police officers. I'm like, what the hell? Apparently while she was decorating the tree, like minutes after we had left, this guy walks in the back door of our house and he had a long blonde ponytail. My mom said, and she grabbed a broom and just started like fucking hitting him with a broom. Oh shit. And he ran out and she chased him down the street and she was screaming so loudly that Celine's dad, Michael came out with a gun and they started just, like, chasing this guy down the street. And my mom said she just started screaming so loud that all the dogs started, like, coming out and oh, barking. Oh, shit. And she's like, we, she's like, Michael chased him into, like, the neighbor's backyard and then, like, back on the street. And she's like, and then he just got away. And so I came home and my mom was like, oh, sorry, I'm exhausted. I just, like, chased this guy down the street with a broom. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so then a week later, I'm on the front porch of our house reading Celine's little sister, Sophia, who's probably, like, four or five years old, maybe. I'm reading her book on the front porch. And we had, like, these hedges that you could sort of see through. They were, like, translucent, mm-hmm. like, you could sort of see. And I see somebody walk past and then kind of just stop. And I'm, like, reading this book. And I'm, like, that person's watching us. And I can't see who it is, but I can, like, see that there's mm-hmm. a figure there. So I'm, like, okay, get ready to run. So I'm reading this book to my to Celine's little sister. And I keep turning the pages. Finally, after a few minutes, the guy keeps walking and he, like, turns to look at us, and he has this long, blonde ponytail. <sighs> like my mom had freaking described about the guy who broke How in. How the fuck? Why would he come back? I don't know. And he stood there for, like, five minutes. I didn't even run. I just casually, like, really calmly walked in. And I was like, Mom, that guy's fucking out there. And she's like, you are so dramatic. Everyone's so dramatic. Blah, blah, uh, blah. Uh, and then no one believed me. And then I talked to my mom today. She's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty creepy. I'm like, glad you finally believe me. Uh, uh, anyway, those are my Christmas stories fuck that you weren't asking for but that i gave you but also i kind of i was asking for them and didn't know i was because those were top notch (laughs) oh my poor mother i can't believe you lived that life that was such a different life that i led it's just so there's just so many i'm i'm so amazed you're alive those are just the christmas ones (laughs) god those just the holiday themes oh good the seasonal stories well thank god I, i i don't know you can have that childhood i don't want it listen 
clearly I'm a hardened. Just uh, crossing my heart right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cats like you. <sighs> oh, my, yeah. On uh, the day before, I'm Jewish, and during Christmas, I'm Catholic. Everyone's like... <laughs> Oh, Everyone's yeah. like, what the fuck is M? Everyone's like, oh, uh, a menorah for M. I'm like, M doesn't have a menorah. I don't, but I want that dinosaur one so bad. I know you do. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant and cushions with easy assembly and disassembly. This is the perfect thing for your outdoor space. They also just launched a new standing desk, co-pilot with adjustable height, a durable scratch-resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever. I'm in the market for a new desk, um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark. And of course, there's Burroughs Legacy seating collections like the Nomad and Range, now available in new colors. And M and I, that's like the only piece of furniture I think we actually share is our Burroughs sofa in the podcast department. Love that thing. And that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. Anyway, let's just do the story. Let's move on. Tell me what's happening. I'm not doing a ghost story. I wanted to do something Christmas themed. You're going to like my story. I'm so excited. And everyone else is going to like my story too because it involves you saying a lot of German. No, thank you. You want to guess? <gasps> it's not... Campos. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. Are you? I could lose my goddamn mind. How do you say it? Campos. Krampu. How do you do it? Campos. It's like in your, th- like. Like you got popcorn in your throat? Like, yeah. Like Campos. Yeah, that's pretty good. Campos. Krampus. Krampus. Let's talk about Krampus. Okay. So this is not the story. This is just, this is just an education session for all of us. I mean, I don't even really know much about Campos at all. Oh, really? Nothing. Because it's not like I learned it as a kid. My parents weren't like, there's this demon. Well, we're going to learn. My dad's parents probably did that to him. but And that's why Bernhard turned into who he is. I mean. With his slag pots and his fake news articles. <laughs> going to be honest. And his marmalades. <laughs> Frida's Bakery. Let me tell you, that's exactly why. So Krampus is a half goat, half demon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who literally beats children into being nice. <laughs> But so, we're off to a good start. It's so absurd. He is known as the anti-Santa. 
He's also known as St. Nick's uh, Good Cop, Bad Cop duo. Oh, interesting. Um, so he's from pagan traditions, which means he's older than Jesus. Fun fact. He's gone one up on him. And he is described as, I think he stole the same tagline you have on your Tinder page. Because it says, boozy goat horned menace <laughs> that whips children around oh. Europe. I'm going to pee my pants. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Boo- <laughs> can, can you read it again? I'm going to pee my pants. Can you read it again? <laughs> It's my Tinder profile, indeed. <laughs> Everyone, imagine you're swiping, swiping, swiping. You land on Christine's face. You're swiping left, and then you go, I'm going to swipe right. And you're like, let's see what this girl has to say. <laughs> Boozy, goat-horned menace that whips children around Europe. I'd swipe right, I think. A boozy menace, indeed. I like That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Okay, come on. Described as... Um, Having horns, dark hair, a long tongue. Apparently, a lot of people referred to him as Kiss. That, like, long, long tongue. Oh, ew. Fangs, cloven hooves, um, and has a chain, bells, and a bundle of birch sticks and a large wicker basket on his back. He sounds like the devil, but also Little Red Riding Hood. Yes. You know? He sounds like a hangry Little Red Riding Hood. (laughs) It's a Snickers commercial, probably. (laughs) It's Little Red Riding Hood before she has her Snickers. Um, So, in this... In this wicker basket that he carries on his back, it is filled to the brim with thorny birch sticks. Jesus. Um, so it's very much in a weird way, like how Santa, like, if you're good, you get presents. If you're bad, you get coal. Mm. If you're bad, on Krampus's terms, you are whipped <laughs> raw to the edge of death. Listen. <laughs> but apparently, St. Nick is, like, hanging like next to him and like watches this happen is very much like prison mentality of like i see everything but know nothing like he's very much like he's aware of this shit and he's a saint yeah he's a saint because he like he he's not doing anything that involves punishment he's just a saint like he's not doing anything wrong he just like he sees what's happening but if anyone says anything he's like i don't know that guy oh my god the name is derived from the german name i'm gonna say the krampen 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 you said it right. Meaning claw, correct? Claw? Yeah. yeah. Um, what he the is, fuck? He is also the son of hell in Norse mythology. Did it come out your nose? <laughs> mm-hmm. Did it feel weird? During, what do you mean the son of hell? Like Lucifer, but not? I can't tell because I don't know Norse mythology. You don't? Not always. Oh. But So it says son of hell, but hell is with one L. So I don't know if that's a typo and means hell like the place, or if hell <laughs> is a person with one L and he's from North mythology. I like you just didn't Google it. You're like, well. I chose to let everyone else choose their own adventure. Sure, great. So during the 12th century, the Catholic Church actually attempted to like remove Krampus from like society. Like, like to like, just, just ignore the fact that he exists because of his resemblance to the devil. Yeah, it makes sense. And they were like, nah, we don't want to... Wait, wanna... this is 20th century? The 12th century. Oh, 12th. Yeah. I was like, yeah, 20th century. Like the, like... like the 1100s. They were already like, this is too much. They were like, in the 1100s, this is too much. Like, we're literally pulling people's limbs apart with, with <laughs> wheels. But, yeah. you know, our children shouldn't be seeing this horned person. Exactly. Since the 17th century, him and, like I said, him and Santa, or not really Santa, St. Nicholas, mm. um, have been like... It's like his, like, dark companion. 
You know what I mean? Like his after hours buddy that he doesn't um, like bring home to mom. Oh my. Okay. So they do like the, the... One article I read was like yin and yang. Oh, interesting. It's like they're both, they're one of the same. They're like in the dark. Cut from the same cloth, but different fabric. Interesting. Um, so Krampus delivers, apparently this is like another thing that he does. He um, delivers to children um, birch sticks that are painted in gold. <laughs> cool. And like they're, the birch sticks are small cut down versions of the twigs that he uses to beat bad children with. But you're the kids are supposed to hang the gold painted birch sticks on their like as a decoration in their house to like remind them over the year to like be good or else like bigger non gold painted versions of these are gonna beat you up. Oh, so it's like Elf on the Shelf, but like yeah, it's like Elf on the Shelf, but sticks, but like bird, on the wall, birch stick on the. I can only think of dick. Yeah, me too. <laughs> stick, stick on the dick. Um, birch on the church. Cool. Sure. According. To, um, I guess, you know, how in, like, the 1800s, postcards were a big thing. What? We all knew, you know. I remember that. Yeah, who doesn't? In a series of 1800s postcards, Krampus is heavily used in art for the postcards. Okay. And um, they would have him doing different things to children, including ripping out their pigtails. Uh! um, Leading children off of cliffs. What? I don't know what this means, but sadistic ear pulling <gasps> and putting preteens in shackles, forcing children to beg for mercy and hauling kids to something called the Lake of Fire. He also drowns children to death in ink and then uses his pitchfork to fish them out. In ink? Yep. The fuck? I thought you were going to say uses his pitchfork to like draw a pretty picture. <laughs> no. He just like puts them in ink and then fishes them out for like his reason. pitchfork is a giant piece of calligraphy stenciling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the 1930s in austria krampus was seen as a symbol of sin but not before that i guess <laughs> um so actually this was like a big thing though in the 1930s in that area he was seen as being the poster child for socialists Wait, poster child for social... Wait, okay, say it again. Like, a lot of people hated oh. Krampus and associated him with socialists. Oh, in why? That doesn't make any he, sense. Because he had anti-Christian ideals and socialist values. I How don't. on earth? He's just, like, beating the shit out of people and putting them in ink with his pitchfork. That's not socialist values. Look, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just handing you the news. All right, hand me the news. Um... The Austrian Catholic Union also tried to boycott Krampus because he was becoming super commercialized. I guarantee you my grandma was in that group, whatever that was. <laughs> the I, I Austrian can, Catholic Union. I mean, I can almost a thousand percent guarantee you. Well, anyway, the government forbade Krampus celebrations because people also celebrate this guy. In 1953. That's uh, the year my dad was born. Oh, good. Well, the kindergarten system in Vienna uh, started passing out this pamphlet for new students to give to their parents called Krampus is an evil man. And, uh, it warned parents that they should not talk about Krampus in their home because it would permanently scar their children. Well, I mean, that's not wrong. That's true. But also like just out of context, that's not, it's just such a weird, like that's the pamphlet you're going to offer people. Like, can you imagine today people like handing out a pamphlet about like SpongeBob or some shit like that? They do. And Harry Potter. Did you see the one? Oh, I remember the Harry Potter thing. Did you see the one that someone recently posted in the Facebook group on Mm -hmm. And That's Why Drink? Somebody saw a pamphlet that was 
about atheists and it was like do not approach them directly contact your nearest <laughs> it's pastor. like the gays i'm serious it was like contact your nearest pastor or your nearest religious official do not approach them they may like attack you no but like infiltrate your mind or like oh all jesus shit. christ but it was like so and it was written in fucking like curls mt or some shit of course and i'm reading this like this is the shit you're talking about but like in 21st century it's gross it's for like kids like contact your nearest pastor Ugh. Okay. Anyway, go on. So, uh, apparently he also became known as a sex demon by the 1960s. Oh, no. Um, by the, of course, in the fucking 1960s. <laughs> okay, no. Summer of a, Love. Krampus was there. Everything was a 60, <laughs> sex demon in the 1960s. Um, apparently he was known in a lot of artwork during the time to be involved in BDSM. And, uh, I mean, someone in an article I read said... Which isn't too surprising, given his history of spanking young girls with whips. Not, there's nothing wrong with BDSM, but it's not a far association that if this guy uses whips and stuff like that. And then yeah. in the 60s, when everyone's, like, super sexually active and yeah. open, of course, like, they are going to find a way to throw some free love some stuff under that. But see, at the same time, it's, like, a pedophile. You know what I mean? It's, like... Mm, yeah, because he's associated with children. children. That's not the same as BDSM. Not at all. So December 6th, it's not like Christmas that Krampus shows up, but it's December 6th. That's St. Nicholas Day. Is St. Nicholas Day, which is known as Nicholaustag. Nicholaustag. Okay. Um, <laughs> when children, I guess, is this a thing where they look out their door and see if their shoe has presents on it? Yeah. Okay. You didn't do that growing up? No, Christine. A I went to a stocking. A lot of people I know, maybe it's just Catholics, but a lot of people oh. I know do that where like, we would put our boot out, and then St. Nicholas on the 6th would come and put presents in our shoes. Like, Nope, never heard of that. Are you kidding me? Nope. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, they put, like, clementines and candies and things in your shoe. Nope. All right. I missed that train. You so, missed out is what you did. But so the night before that, December 5th, is when apparently Krampus is supposed to uh, come. Oh, crap. So... The idea is that if you're a bad kid, then you've been whipped to pieces by the time December 6th rolls around and Santa or St. Nick will see you and know whether or not you were a good or bad kid and leave certain, will leave presents in certain kids' shoes. Is this an excuse for parents to beat their kids? Like, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean? I didn't walk into this thinking that would be what this is, but it sounds a lot like it. I mean, what, you're you're just happen to be whipped on the 6th by some mysterious mythical figure? Oh, it gets worse. So Great. it's called Krampus Nacht. Mm-hmm. So that's what the celebration is now for Krampus. Sure. Where it involves a lot of drunk people. Sure. And they dress as the devil <laughs> and they chase people through the streets and into their homes. Fantastic. And then follow them into the homes. No, that's not okay. So basically, instead of this idea of Krampus running through the streets and beating all of the naughty kids... This is now a celebration where people, like, dress up as Krampus and do the biddings for him. And not they don't actually hurt anyone, but the goal is to terrorize and frighten children. So people will truly dress up as Satan with pitchforks and then chase them into their houses. And then, like, the parents are so chill with this, like, they expect it and, like, literally open the door for them to come in into the kid's room and, like, scream and terrify them. What? And then before they leave, um, the parents will give them alcohol. So they get, dr- 
It's literally like a very fucking weird pub crawl, but also like shitty daycare. Welcome to Germany. <laughs> it's like a like terrorize my kid and I'll get you good and drunk so you can terrorize the other kid even more. And somehow they have a better education system, healthcare system. Maybe because they let employees like this system? happen. I don't know. I don't know what the secret is. So they'll be in full Satan regalia and parents will let them into the house. They'll torment kids and then give them drinks before they go on to the next house. <laughs> That's really all I have for Krampus, but Satan regalia. <laughs> sorry. I mean, doesn't everyone have a pair in their So con- absurd. So while I was looking into this, right? Um, I was like, what are some other like fucking gnarly German Christmas oh, folklore? Don't do this. So I'm going to do it. Tell me. So there's one girl. There's a couple that I just want to throw in, but then it gets it gets good. So there's one girl named Frau per- Perchta. Does that strike a fancy with you? She was a witch in Germanic folklore. Never heard of her. Germanic? Or no, I think she might have been Icelandic. Oh, Shit. That's very different. Folklore. <laughs> but Christmas time. Uh, she's a witch who hands out like presents and punishments. What? During the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, like which, tricks and treats? Yeah. But, like, it starts on Christmas Day. So the 12 uh, days of Christmas are actually, like, December 25th through the next 12 days. the Annunciation. And if you're bad, like, the tricks... The treats are that you get candy. Sure. The trick is, if you're bad, she will rip out your internal organs and replace them <laughs> with garbage. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She replaces it with garbage? Yeah. <laughs> As like a metaphor for your organs are garbage and not worth your time because you're a horrible person. What a fucking bitch. Imagine being like your liver is no good. Take an old can and some (laughs) potato chips. I'm going to shove this old kale up in your liver. (laughs) What the actual hell? So that's Frau. What a bitch. Then there's Hans Trapp. Well, that sounds fucking German. He's also another anti-Santa. Good. Who hands out. um, He's from France folklore. And he, uh, basically it says that he was a real man. Like, this is a story of a real man who was super greedy and rich, but he worshiped Satan. So he was excommunicated from his church and he was exiled into the forest where he preyed upon children that got lost in the woods by disguising himself as a scarecrow by putting like a bunch of straw in his clothing. Oh my God. And then he would chase them. Imagine seeing a scarecrow in the forest and then just starts fucking chasing him. No. And then he would, uh... He one time he tried to eat a boy that he captured, but he got struck by lightning and died. He tried to eat a boy that he captured. That's how he was surviving out in the forest. He would just eat kids, raw kids. I guess so. Just start started at the fucking finger, got his way up to the elbow. Disgusting. (laughs) Um, Wait, this was a French folklore. It sounds like a very German name. (laughs) So anyway, he now apparently still visits young kids before Christmas, dressed as a scarecrow. To remind them to be on their best behavior. I'm going to eat you. Or I'm going to eat you. That's fucked up. Then another French legend. His name is Père Foutard. That sounds much more French. It means father whipper. Oh, good. Um, he was an evil butcher mm-hmm. who would eat children. Just like the scarecrow. Sure. Um, and he lured three boys into his own butcher shop where he killed and chopped them up and salted them before eating them. <laughs> you got to You got to cure the meat. You got to season it. Um... And right before he could actually eat the meat, he's already killed them. So, like, what's the point? Might as well eat them at this fucking I point. Mean, yeah. St. Nicholas walks on through. Uh-oh. Resurrects the boys to life. Like- and then he took the butcher custody. What do you mean? 
That's all I know. What? You like put him in his bag? I, like, is he a cop now? Put him in his... Like, Detective Nicholas? Yeah, like, handcuffs? I don't know. All I know is that was fucking weird, and I wanted to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Well, That's that was it. wild. Yes. Okay, good. That's all I have to say. The last one I have to say is Icelandic. Great. And... I feel like Iceland has some weird shit, too. Like, Germans have weird shit, but I feel like Iceland has some weird shit, too. Oh, get ready to, for some examples. Great. So, I don't know how I'm doing this. I don't know how to pronounce them. I'm sorry if you're Icelandic. I'm going to say it wrong, I but mean, I'm trying my best. I feel best. like everyone knows Americans don't know how to speak, pronounce Icelandic terminology. I can barely say Icelandic. So, this girl, her name is Grilla, mm-hmm. and she is an ogress. Oh, sure. And she kidnaps, cooks, and eats children who don't obey their parents. A lot of children eating. She kidnaps, cooks? And eats the children that are bad. The children of the cooks? Or, like, it's a totally separate thing? No, she doesn't kidnap chefs. She kidnaps, comma, cooks, comma, eats children. (laughs) What a specific serial kidnapper. (laughs) I I only kidnap the finest restaurateurs. I thought you meant she kidnaps, cooks, and then also eats children. I was she like, kidnaps cooks and then she uh, eats the bartenders. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that but would hey, be weird. She kidnaps, That's comma. Icelandic. <laughs> Hashtag Iceland. She kidnaps and cooks and eats children I who don't obey their parents. You. Okay. She had three different husbands and 72 children. 72. All who were causing trouble, which ranged from harmless mischief to murder. She oh. had 300 heads. Three eyes on each head, which makes 900 eyes, by the way. She had bad nails. I don't know what fucking diva said, wrote that description, but she has bad nails. Listen, gotta get those cuticles oiled. Her ears dangled down to her shoulders and are fastened to her nose. Wait. I said it. I'm just gonna. And then her chin is bearded and her teeth are made of charcoal. You know, so like what you look like. I'm really sensing myself in this this woman. (laughs) Yes. So she is apparently such a troublemaker that the onion in 2010 blamed her for an Icelandic volcano that erupted. (laughs) Oh my God. Fun fact. (laughs) So she is also the Yule Lad's mother. Who are the Yule Lads, you say? I say it again and again. Of her 72 children, there were 13 of them, which made this little gang called the Yule Lads or Yolasvinjar. No, so it's pretty damn good to me. They were 13 Icelandic trolls. Sure. That she mothered. And in ancient times, they used to steal things and cause trouble around Christmas time. So they were used basically to scare children like everyone mm. else. Um, over time, they became kinder in folklore. So now, um, like, they, like, give presents or not. Like, now all of oh, a sudden they like turned... elves, they've, sort of. They've turned into elves. Mm. But originally they were trolls where each one was more terrible than the next. Great. Um... So, 13 days before Christmas Eve, children put their shoes out on windowsills, and if they're good, they get treats. Um, But if you are not good, then the Yule Lads, instead of giving you treats, this is in nowadays where they're kinder. If you don't get treats, they will leave potatoes in your shoes. And I'd rather honestly have fucking potatoes. (laughs) Uh, Can you imagine, like, waking up and there's, like, fresh mashed potatoes? Like, ooh. I will tell you. Celine and I used to take potatoes from my mom's groceries and walk around the neighborhood and hide potatoes in people's belongings. Because you were part of the Yule Lads? I were mean, you trying to be recruited? Maybe we were. It's like an initiation. But like we just thought it was really funny. Well, 
you know what? Maybe you did it just so you could tell that story one day on your podcast. If you live in Cincinnati and you found a potato in your belongings one day or your <laughs> mailbox, I'm sorry. So um, I just want to read off the the names of the Yule Lads Please and do. who they are. Because I really think that this is me trying to create characters about my personality. Tell me. Because they're all kind of the exact same personality. Wait, is it like sleepy, sneezy, like from Yes, Snow except they're White. all different levels of hungry, I think. <laughs> so if there was ever a missing dwarf, the eighth one's name was Hungry and oh it was me. God. And then tried to write about 13 different people, but accidentally wrote about the same person 13 <laughs> times. So, apparently each of the 13 trolls, or the Yule Lads, they, each one gets a different day. So, like, how it's, like, 13 days oh, before Christmas, right, there's, right, like, right. presents or potatoes in your shoes. Each day, up until Christmas, a different Yule Lad is causing mischief in your house. Gotcha. So, on December 12th, which is the first night, is Gimpy. Sure. Also, they have Icelandic names, but these are the American names that they've gotten. Great. Gimpy is known for harassing sheep so that he can have milk. <laughs> but apparently he also has peg legs and it impairs him from chasing the sheep. <laughs> Whoops. Um, on December 13th comes Gully Gawk, who hides in gullies to sneak into cow sheds and also steal milk. Oh, my. See how so far there's no originality? They just like dairy. <laughs> on the 14th comes Stubby who I don't know how he does not have peg legs, but, but apparently yeah. for he's known for his short size and tendency to steal pans to eat any leftovers. <laughs> so they're literally St just hungry. Literally all of them are just hungry for different things. <laughs> On the 15th is, I'm not kidding you, their name is Spoon Licker. No. Who is known for being extremely thin and stealing spoons to lick any remaining food off. Then there's Pot Scraper. We can only fucking imagine what he's doing. <laughs> To steal leftovers from pots because one of them was already stealing from pans and one was stealing from spoons. One was stealing from cows and one was stealing from sheep. Sure. All for food. Then there's bowl liquor. Bowl liquor? Who hides under beds until someone puts their bowl down so he can steal it. Imagine if you were growing up and you're like, there's a monster under my bed. And they're like, no, it's just bowl liquor. He just wants your leftovers. <laughs> it's like, that's called a dog. Just don't finish your cereal. <laughs> just leave some for bowl liquor. <laughs> then on the 18th comes door slammer. Oh my who I think is the black sheep of the family Sounds because like he likes to slam doors just to scare people while they're sleeping. Then there's on the 19th, there's one who craves a, an Icelandic food similar to yogurt and will steal it from people. Mm -hmm. On the 20th, there's someone, kid you not, named Sausage Swiper. <laughs> who locks Swiper, no swiping. He likes to hide in the rafters and steal sausages that are being smoked. Then there's Window Peeper on the 21st, who is known to look into windows to search for food to steal. Then there's Doorway Sniffer, who has an abnormally large nose to sniff out bread. Then on the 23rd is Meat Hook. Can you imagine what he likes to steal? Meat. Then there's Candle Stealer, who follows children to steal their candles so he can use them to find food. So Wait, so he has an extra step added in. <laughs> Literally, the only one that's not like anyone is fucking Door Slammer. He's just like, I just want to make loud noise. He's like, look, everyone else is clearly eating all the fucking food. I got nothing else to do. Oh, my God. So each of the Yule Lads continues their mischief for a total of 13 days before retreating back to their Yule Lad cave. Then there is the Yule Cat, which belongs in the same family. He was their pet. And he's bigger than a house. He <gasps> eats bad kids. And those who finish all... I guess there's um, a tradition in Iceland that 
Um, if you finish all your work on time, like it's very much like if you're a good kid, then you get gifts. But they have a rule of like like an old fashioned rule where if you didn't finish your work on time, then you wouldn't receive clothes for Christmas. Oh my. And so the Yule cat is able to see who he's supposed to attack, but based on if you're wearing old dingy clothes or oh, new clothes because you worked hard for them. God. And so anyone who's lazy and not wearing new clothes by Christmas, they would be sacrificed to the Yule cat who will eat them. What the fuck? Anyway. It started as Krampus and turned into something really fucking weird. I'm just weird. like, my mind is... So there's like Snow White and the 13 really fucking hungry dwarves. <laughs> the hangry dwarves. <laughs> Holy crap. We started with a hangry little red riding hood and ended with a hangry... Angry 13 little trolls. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't even... I didn't know any of that, honestly. The hangry folklore is, I guess, how we should just put that. If thinking about salsa in a variety of delicious flavors and heat levels makes your mouth water, you need to check out Green Mountain Gringo. And make sure to turn the jar around and take a look at its clean backside. A list of its all-natural ingredients. Of course, that's what I meant, of course. And all their products are preservative-free, too. With the medium salsa, you get hearty chunks of tomatoes, tomatillos, peppers, and onions in every scoop. I'm reading the ad and my mouth is watering. Uh, anyway, the hot salsa brings flavorful heat to every meal with each bite containing jalapenos, serrano peppers, and other savory herbs. Plus, they've got a hot sauce with a tangy, spicy flavor that enhances the simplest of meals. It's perfect for avocado egg toast or tacos. I sort of feel like they're reading my mind because I put salsa on almost everything, but specifically, I use their salsa. I use usually the medium salsa and then uh, also the hot sauce on my avocado egg toast. And I don't know how the script knew that maybe everybody eats this but i always make toast with avocado and then i put scrambled eggs on top and i put salsa i can't eat it without salsa and the green mountain gringo is always there for me in the fridge because it really adds to i mean any meal if you're me but definitely the eggs avocado toast situation visit greenmountaingringo.com and start shopping use the store locator to find green mountain gringo products get inspiration for recipes and purchase products using promo code podcast 24 for 20 percent off that's promo code podcast 24 and don't forget to check out their backside <laughs> daylight saving time is starting up again it may feel like there are more hours in the day but if you're hiring it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates any sooner there's only one way to do that ZipRecruiter. Right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100 plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. Spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash drink. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, I have a story for you. Okay. This is about Tamara Sansonova, a.k.a. the Granny Ripper. The Granny Ripper? Yep. Interesting. This is a newly developing story. Oh, shit. Yes. Oh, shit. So, Tamara Sansonova was born in St. Petersburg, Russia on February 5th, 1947. She studied English and German at Mos 
at Moscow State Linguistic University, and her records show that she had a history of mental illness, having been admitted to psychiatric hospitals on three separate occasions. She claimed she was ill and couldn't work, so she made her money by renting out a room in her apartment. Her neighbor of 15 years, Maria Kravenko, uh, recalled her regularly walking out of the house barefoot in a nightgown, even in winter. She would go and buy food, and when the neighbors asked why, she would say, I like to eat at night. Okay. <laughs> Which, like, said all 13 of those fucking trolls. <laughs> Me too, and the trolls. <laughs> <laughs> said everyone but Door Slammer. <laughs> Door Slammer's like, damn it. <laughs> she was convinced people were coming into her apartment while she was out, like, buying food in the middle of the night. And she was convinced they would come in and cut up all her clothes. But when her neighbor Kravenko suggested she call the police, she panicked and said, well, they can't do anything for me and stop talking about it. So Kravenko, the neighbor, also revealed that Samsonova had borrowed a handsaw from her 10 years earlier but never returned it. <clears throat> I know what the saw is for. Da, da, dun, dun, dun. In July of 2015, a 63-year-old woman named Natalia Vasil Vasilyevna called the police. Her friend, Valentina Ulanova, had taken Tamara in for a while so that Tamara could serve as her caregiver. So basically, she had a friend who needed a caregiver, and Tamara mm -hmm. came to her apartment to like live with her to take care of her. But Natalia didn't see her friend Valentina for a while and tried calling her apartment, but the mobile phone and the landline were both disconnected. She asked Tamara what could have happened, but Tamara said there was no need to call the police and she just wanted to keep living there so then she said her heart sank she asked tamara if she thought valentina was dead and she told a weird story quote about getting up to make tea at 2 a.m and finding valentina unconscious with drink unconscious with drink in the corridor but she went away <laughs> that's you after every friday night that's me and this is unconscious you. unconscious with drink this is you but she went away to drink her tea yep and when she came <laughs> sound like a real badass <laughs> and when she came back valentina was gone oh my on july 28 2015 68 year old tamara sansonova was apprehended while carrying a large pot out of her apartment in it police found the boiled head and severed hands of her friend 79 year old valentina lenova hmm i don't like that when police arrived sansonova admitted to killing valentina as well <laughs> as three others oh no during questioning, she said she and Ulanova had argued over unwashed cups. Oh, <laughs> right. I mean, if I've ever argued about an unwashed cup, I'm about to kill. <laughs> you get that switchblade out. With my new roommate. If he leaves a cup unwashed, he's done. Done so. Done now. <laughs> she had then sedated the older woman with 50 sleeping pills that she had put into her salad. 50. That's child's play. Get on my level. She explained to the detectives that... Uh, that she liked it very much, her salad. <laughs> I wonder if she's like, oh, I love this salad. It's like so just, good. Just slowly nodding off as it's Ooh. happening. She's Damn, 50? That's, like, no 50. pun intended, overkill. Yeah, she literally, she like Two would have done the trick. Giant bottle of pills and put them all in her salad. She said she woke up after 2 a.m. and then found her roommate lying on the floor, so she began to cut her into pieces. <laughs> Allegedly, while she was still alive, <gasps> she used a hacksaw that she had borrowed from her neighbors years before. Oh, my God. Remember the hacksaw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. She boiled her head. The whole thing? Yep. She just chopped. Hair and all. She beheaded her. Uh, put her head in a giant. There's photos on the internet. 
CCTV footage of her carrying a giant stock pot down the stairs of her apartment building. And, and there was definitely a head in it. The boiled head. And um, that's when she was caught because her neighbor, her friend was like, my friend's missing. And I don't know who she is. Oh, my God. Um, there are also photos where she is reenacting for police how she is behe- how she beheaded Valentina. And, reenacting? Yeah, I watched watched it. Okay, but wait, where is it in case people like me want to see it? Just Google this. Okay. <laughs> it was on CNN, but All it right. was it was um uh Tamara Sansonova Google like reenacting. Got it. We'll figure it out. Murder be a heading. We've all Googled whatever something. you want. Yeah. But she basically it's creepy. There are photos on Daily Mail where she's like she's like, Okay, I hold the knife like this and then there's like a dummy of like a like a woman a dummy of a woman and she's like and then i put the like uh hacksaw here and she's just like happily bragging about it like she's well she's just explaining what she did um she made seven trips to carry the body parts outside to get rid of them because she said she was way too heavy to carry at once down the stairs right she's a dead fucking body right uh throwback (laughs) throwback (laughs) dead fucking body 2.0 Um, there are two photos where she's reenacting, re- I already said that. When police searched her home, they found several bizarre diaries written in German, English, and Russian. The diaries hinted at more than 10 murders. Oh, shit. One excerpt reads, quote, I killed my tenant, Volodya, cut him to pieces in the bathroom with a knife, put the pieces of his body in plastic bags, and threw them away in the different parts of the Frunzensky district. Then there were other parts of the diary that just said, quote, I woke up at 5 a.m. I'm drinking coffee. Then I'll do work around the house. So it was like weird. Like it's totally like, like, mm-hmm. just, I don't even know how you would say it. Just like totally negligent of like, just like day doesn't even, day. like so passive and carefree about yes. what's happening. Like no yes. guilt or remorse or anything. Nothing. It was very carefree, very day to day activities. Um, that same, and journal entry went on to reveal that she went out to buy marshmallows. Oh, right. Well, why wouldn't you in the midst of your coffee and killing? Listen, you got to tell people. You got to remind your future self. <laughs> um, they also found books on astrology and black magic among her belongings and found a sharp knife and blood smears in the bathroom. Uh, this is a pretty recent case, so investigators are currently trying to put together all the pieces. She's currently being investigated in connection to a total of 14 murders over a Shit. period of 20 years. They have already linked her to a male torso. Oh, your favorite. Ugh, I fucking hate torsos. Also, um, let's put it out there. Yes, everyone, I've seen that link about the all of the missing feet across the feet. world. God damn. It's disgusting. I've seen it every single time someone sends me the link. I have to reopen it. So I've seen that article like a hundred times. And I, as someone who hates disembodied feet, I've seen about 50 people's worth of feet. My favorite is when people send it to me and go, I'm not going to send this to him directly. (laughs) Here it is. And I'm like, well, I don't want it. (laughs) Like, thanks. Yeah. Um, Okay. So they've already linked her to a male torso found in her street 12 years ago via a business card that was found in her apartment that ended up being the same guy who was found dead on her street 12 years ago. Um, Her husband was reported missing in 2005 and is one of the victims she boasted about murdering in her diary. 
Oh, no. Uh, he's never been found. Blood belonging to one of her lodgers, because she rented out her room. Right. Uh, his name was Sergei Potvayan, and he was rep- uh, blood of his was reportedly found in her bathroom. And an old school friend named Anna Batalina also claimed that Sansonova admitted to killing her mother-in-law and oh, once no. threatened to kill Anna and cut her into pieces. Oh, my. When she got angry. Shit. Um, so when Sansonova first arrived in court, she blew kisses at reporters and played peekaboo, which there are also <sighs> pictures of that where she has her hands like this and then no. covers her face and then goes like this. It's so creepy. She's like behind bars. It's, ugh. It's, it's really fucking. Vomitous. Fucking creepy. Um, she cheered when they told her she would remain in custody. What is this girl's problem? It's also believed she may have eaten her victim's body parts as well. But yeah, when you're that loony, of course. As she reportedly claimed she had a liking for cutting out internal organs and eating them. And she, not replacing them with garbage? She sounds like that lady. <laughs> sounds like Frau. <laughs> oh my god, Frau. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, she said her lungs were the favorite part. Police have also not ruled out occult sacrifice as a motive. Which I found interesting. I do find that interesting. Um, it's believed that she might be a sufferer of schizophrenia for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the trial, she told reporters through the bars of her courtroom cage, I'm haunted by a maniac upstairs who forced me to kill. Oh, okay. And that is the story of Tamara Sansonova, the granny ripper of St. <sighs> Petersburg, Russia. That's crazy. Creepy. Crazy creepy. That was short. Sorry. That's all. No, that was short but sweet. That's all I got for you. Probably like the lungs. Ew. I don't know. Short but. What the fuck? Didn't you. What was the the guy who went did a full interview about his body? He He, said the the higher up you get on a body, the sweeter it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lungs are pretty high up there. They're in the middle. But his favorite part was the tongue. (laughs) Ugh. Listen, that's so fucked up. That's so wild that that guy's business card is the reason that... I know. Like, you never buy a business card and think, this is going to be the thing that well, cops identify me as. card. You know what I mean? Like, you don't ever, like, have something on you thinking... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, this is going to be what identifies me to the cops when I'm dead. Right, you're right. It's just wild that, like, they found his torso literally with that, like, disembodied body. And then they were like, oh... We have no idea. 12 years. They only figured it out 12 years later when they got to search her apartment. That's crazy. They would never have known otherwise. Like, That's crazy. I watched, um, today I watched live PD or live, basically cops. They're all like cops. I love cops. But it's more intense. Like you're allowed to see like Ooh. blood and shit like that. Like crimes, like real crime scenes. And what channel is this on? Uh, I want to watch I don't know. this. I don't know. It was on at, at work during lunch. Which was a weird time to watch it because I was eating and yeah, I was looking yeah. at a lot of blood. They used to do that in my old, uh, in my old um, PI job. Yeah, but what was the, what's the the break room? They always play yeah. like those fucking murder. I feel shows. like it's a, it's appropriate at a PI job. Maybe, maybe. But like, oh my god, live PD! Yeah. Holy shit! It has ninety one percent. Yeah, it was a really good show. Oh, it's on A and E. I wrote an article for them once. Go check it out. So they, but in the episode I watched today, the guys started um the guys started to smell like a dead body in the house so it got reported by a neighbor who was like the house smells like a dead body 
And then, like, it was live cam shit. So, like, you, we saw, like, the guy, the cop going into the house for the first time. Yeah. And so we saw what he saw, and there was absolutely a <gasps> dead body covered in blood. <gasps> covered in blood, like, in the kitchen and in the, um, in, like, the laundry room and everything like that. And there, he had a roommate, and the roommate was home, and they, like, arrested him immediately, like, because apparently... Because why are you here? Because the body had been dead for, like, five days. Oh, my And then God. the... I felt so bad because the guy, the roommate ended up getting released and I felt so bad for him because one, he doesn't have a sense of smell. So he didn't know. No. He couldn't smell a dead body. And then he was like, not actually a roommate. He was like an Airbnb person. No. Are you fucking and kidding so me? And so the room he was staying in had a bathroom and it was literally the first thing next to the front door. So like you open the front door and you go right into the room. And so he was like in his room and his bathroom is attached to it. And so he, whenever he left the house, he literally just had to like go a foot towards the Holy front door. Shit! And so you know, never, in an Airbnb, went, you try to avoid anybody. Yeah. So like, he never went past the hallway, which is where like the like it was just blood, 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 <gasps> blood. Like it looked like a true fucking crime scene. And he was living in the house for like five days and had no idea. Holy shit! Can yeah. you imagine the police just bursting in and being like, and being like, "There's a dead body in the house. You're and under arrest. And it's been there for a week." And he was like, I can't smell. I don't, it's not my fault. Holy shit. And they found out it wasn't him because apparently they wanted to see if it was like blunt force trauma or something. And he died from like some sort of like body, like some sort of internal medical thing. Jeez. But also like, how do you bleed that much? I think there was something like he fell on something that was like electric. Like he fell on like. What the fuck? Like it ended up looking like a crime scene because he might have like just had a heart attack, but he happened to fall onto like the. um. Like a glass like, table? No, like a like a blender or like the the trash and like the what? disposal. Yeah, the trash well, disposal. His whole body just fell into the like disposal. something something weird and gnarly happened, but it looked like he got shot because there was blood all over the place. That's fucking disgusting. Anyway, Merry Christmas, guys. Happy holidays. <laughs> this is your. Spe- I hope you're with your family and saying right now. See I'm mom sorry. and dad. <laughs> See mom and dad. I told you this would be a good show. See mom and dad. We are well adjusted in this generation. See, we can bond over really fun, happy things. Anyway, guys, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and well, and and good luck. Good. Listen, going on. listen. We know it's rough. Hopefully, Krampus and the Iceland trolls don't get you. I mean, maybe like that's for the best, or maybe like the hungry ones do. Maybe like. They can bring you some meat or spoons or whatever the hell they do. Yep. All right. We love you guys. And that's why we drink. And that's why we drink. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work. Tasks are taking forever to complete. And getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers. 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One. Because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.